I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and you're listening to Journey into an Unknown World. I've been taking the unusual and making them normal. I've been taking normal things and making them a bit unusual. I like to put a twist on things as you're listening. I like to push some little buttons on you to question yourself and who you are and what you're doing. The reason I do that is because I believe sincerely that we can all do with a button pusher from time to time. We can all do with someone who can give us some kind of idea about who we are and what we're doing. So I thought on this show, I'd like to take faith. You know, we all say it so often, you know, now have faith, it'll be okay, it'll work out all right, stop worrying, okay? I remember my mother and my grandparents saying that all the time, in a time, by the way, when society had us cut into groups, the upper, the middle, and the lower classes. And so having faith for me, coming from the upper classes, was all about behaving right and not really telling everybody all your secrets. You know, be, be mysterious. Give the impression that everything is fine. Hide the deep stuff. Don't want to tell anybody your dirty washing, as it were, in public. So keep secrets. And then we went to the middle class, and there they were told the same thing, only it was a little bit more religious. Now, you make sure you go to church, and you confess that you have sinned or you've got something worrying you and ask God to pray for you that those who are above you in society will pull some strings to save the day, okay? In the meantime, honor your mother, your father, and serve life and do whatever it is that you have to do to earn a living. And then we got down into what we called the working class. These are people who had a minimum education, who became the street cleaners, the workers in factory, and so on. And, of course, you know, back in these snobbish days, people said, oh, they're only the workers. Well, what were workers supposed to do? Have faith that they would make more money per hour? Have faith that they would be appreciated? Have faith that they would be acknowledged? Now, I'm going to do a little twist here, and I want you to think about this. If I asked all the trash collectors in just the United States, in every single town, to come to St. Peter's Square for a blessing, assuming they were all, you know, had airfare and everything was fine and they could have made that journey, how full do you think that square would be? And I would respond to you that it would be fuller than the actual event that just happened with the Pope where it, the city was flooded and people flooded the, the square there, St. Peter's Square. There are that many people working on your trash. And of course, when you say trash, you think of all the stuff you dump outside the window or the door and let the man collect it. But what about the people at the site who sort it? And then what about all the stuff that goes down your toilet? Your wastewater? All the stuff that you pass? Where does it go? Someone's dealing with it. And if we asked all of those people to turn up, how many football fields would we fill 
with that many people there. The reason I'm saying this is I want you to realize just how in our society there are many people who seem to do what we call people who are doing the low paid jobs. We can't think about these people as just doing these awful jobs. We need to honor them. We need to be grateful for the fact that they have the faith to keep doing these jobs for us and that they have given their time and attention to doing their job in the best way possible so that we who never think about them can live in comfort. Now let me take you into another thought. You go shopping. You see some little novelty, it only costs 50 cents, or a t-shirt costs a dollar, and you think, wow, that's a good sale price, I'll buy it. You take it home, you wear it, you use it, whatever it is, and you don't think anymore. But who made it for you? Were they in a sweatshop? Did they get paid at all for making it? And if they did get paid at all, were they able to feed their children, put clothes on the back of those children? How hard and how long do they work that you can have this very cheap item that has been brought to you across the ocean? Then think about how many people who were in on that game to bring you all those things across the ocean, the boats, the workers on the boats, the docklands, the trucks that bring whatever is coming off the ships to a central storehouse, the storehouse that brings things to the store and the store workers who put those things out there for you to come along and go, oh, ah, look, I want that. The reason I'm saying these things is I want you to recognize that there are millions of people in this so-called low-level jobs group who are in some way so utterly dependent upon their jobs that they are stuck in them. Maybe they don't get education. Maybe they suffer a great deal. For example, did you know that in Africa there are people mining rocks that are what you call diamonds and rubies and so on and that those people tunnel into the dirt with just baskets passing dirt backwards and forwards to find those things if there's a cave-in nobody goes in to rescue them they're buried there where they lay all for you to have minerals you want to wear to look beautiful am i making you feel guilty now Am I making you appreciate more about what goes on in this world that we live in? Take a deep breath, I want you to, and really realize by looking around you to see what you've got. You've probably got a sofa, a TV, you've probably got a computer, a phone, you've probably got a lot more. I want you to look at those things and say to yourself, somewhere, someone had faith to make them for me because they had faith that they would be employed continually 
and they had faith that if they work hard, they will keep that job. And as a result of all that faith in themselves to do that job, they kept at it. No matter how exhausted they were, or how long they worked, or what of the country, they did it. And here am I, bringing you forward, to the middle class, the group of people who have had an education, who can work in the offices, the doctors, the lawyers, the people who can write letters, who run the newspapers, who tell us the news that's happening, who tell us what they think is good for us to hear and believe. Do we listen? Do we take notice? Well, of course we do. Do we believe everything they say? Well, not necessarily, but we have faith. We have faith that if we keep on doing things in the same way, someone out there ahead of us, someone further up the ladder, will make a sudden happening that will in some way bring us towards something better. So have faith. Have faith in our systems. Have faith in our money. Have faith in our organizations. Have faith in our family churches. Have faith in our Buddhist countries. Have faith in our Muslim countries. Have faith, it goes on and on. Every religion there is, too many for me to mention. Because you see, even deep in the jungles, there are small tribes who have a religion and they have a name for it, but you'll never hear it. And you'll never know what it is. But the one thing you can say for sure is they have faith in a God. They have faith in one another. They have faith that they will survive. So I want you to take a deep breath. And if you're one of these people who's been looking out at the world and judging it all the time and saying, oh, this is wrong and that is wrong and nothing's happening and I wish it would and why don't they do this and why don't they do that? And let's blame this person and let's blame that person. Let's take a deep breath and think to yourself, have you done your bit? Or are you just sitting on the fence waiting for someone else to do their bit? Are you a couch potato? Or are you active out and about? Are you helping people who need help? Are you teaching the young ones? Are you teaching them in a way that they can understand you? I was once listening to a teacher who was teaching my younger children when they were young. And quite honestly, he was boring. Open the book, a page such and such, so and so read this, so and so read that, what do you think? It was all monotone. It was not a good way to teach a child. When my kid came home, I said, did you understand that class? And he, he said, well, I did. And then I said, look at me, look at me in the eyes. Did you understand it? And I could see he didn't. So I sat down and I told him the same thing, but I made it a story. And once he got through that, he understood the point of what the teacher had been talking about. I will point out to you that all the great mystic leaders of time, Buddha, Muhammad, and then Jesus, and so on, have, and even Gandhi, who I want to include here, came to the earth and said, the way 
of unifying the species on this planet is to love it, to appreciate it, to bond, to share, and when something is wrong, to take a deep breath and say, let's all agree together something is wrong. So instead of blaming and shaming, let each stand up and say, this is my idea, and let others listen. And by listening to many ideas, eventually there can be an amalgamation of those ideas that can be presented to those in the upper echelon of life who've got money, who've got everything at their fingertips. You might say, well, it's not fair. How come they've got all that? Maybe they were born into that money or born into that society. But does that necessarily mean that they're happy? I can tell you now through life, I have read the royalties of many countries. I don't brag about it, but I can tell you their pain, their hate, their fear, their anger was no greater or lesser than yours who live in factories and work in sleeping factories to those who live in offices and hardly ever get home to be with family in the middle section. Those who have money have so much to guard, so much to protect. Now, imagine you're God, you're at the top of the tree. You created the divine essence of love and you have faith in yourself that what you create will manifest in its form for all to experience. So you do well, create a lot, and then all of a sudden you start to notice that what you created it has a mind of its own. It has an energy of its own. It's shifting, moving. Is it working? in a positive way or a negative way. Let's take a deep breath and think about this. Think about your life now. Bring it right home. Your God, looking at your world. Is it working for you? Energies are moving around you. People are coming and going. They're doing whatever they want to do. Are you? You see, the interaction of doing something create change and change is important because if we don't change we get stuck and if we get stuck well that would be the end of us wouldn't it because there would be no growth we would all rot away just like a pond if there isn't a new water supply to the pond it dries up so we need to have a hierarchy but those people who are at the top of the tree don't necessarily know how to manage all the people behind who are upset, who are complaining, who are worried, who are asking for more. We all want more. Greed is an essential essence of growth. If we don't long for something, if we don't seek something more, we vacillate, we vegetate, our bodies get sick, we make excuses we can't do things because we're sick, we get stuck in a rut until we die. Well, of course, then we move into the oneness or we'll be an earthbound, depending on what's happening. 
what we need to learn, what lessons we need to give to others. But why do we have to have people who just sit and vacillate? Well, they're important because there are people sitting there saying, I have faith that one day something will turn up for me. In the overview, in the oneness, faith is considered negative because it asks a lot of the oneness. Think about this. You're praying to God in whatever religion you have and you're saying, please answer my prayers. Please give me everything I ask for. Please make my brother-in-law find the right wife. Or please bring me some money so I can feed the kids at school or on the table at home. It goes on. And you wait because you have faith. But nothing comes. And you feel like God has let you down. But the truth is you've let yourself down because you see God is in you. God created you and God gave you the choice of freedom to do anything you want to do. So if you're in a factory and you don't like that job, nobody says you have to stay in that factory. You can have faith to stimulate yourself to go to school and educate yourself and learn something more and move yourself up the ladder into what we might call the middle class, the educated, the ones who can read and write and work in an office or more. Could become a doctor, lawyer, anything, scientist, all because you have faith in yourself that God is present in you and that God manifests in you whatever you want to do. And given time, yes, there are models, you can see them, people who played Football in America are suddenly stars overnight in making a fortune go on to open up schools of education for those that don't get it. They go on to open up businesses that provide work for many people and they make more money. And the next thing they know, they're hobnobbing with those who've always had money. And now they can have an influence. They can say, here's my fresh ideas. I'm looking at the world the way you've looked at it now. I understand the way you're looking. I see why you want to hold on to what you have. But it's stagnant. Why don't we do something to cause a ripple effect through all of life? Okay, big order. The only way it can be done is if we all acknowledge that God is within each of us and that we all have different paths to take, yet they cross. And as they cross, we amalgamate, we unify, and we come together in ideas, creative ideas, we come together in love, and we build something. We've seen it with the Olympics. We've seen countries build amazing events, all in the name of sports. Can we build something in terms of the world's NATO groups, all in the name of love? Can we build unified oneness events, charities, organizations, where nobody's taking the cream off the top because it's monitored and controlled by everyone? Can we all stand up in our God self and say, I have faith 
that I can do my part. Okay, I've given you my little channeled lecture from Spirit today about understanding that faith works two ways. If you use it well, you can ascend and climb the ladders of success, make the material things you want, manifest anything you want, but when you've got it, do you appreciate where it came from and can you give back in return or pay it forward without a shadow, cringe, anything going on in your body? Being able to say, if I pay it forward or give it away, I have my life. And as long as I have my life, I have energy and I have time to create something new, something different that I can give back to the world. If you'd like to discuss this further with me, you can always write to me, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. If you go to my website, I have some questions I'd like you to fill in if you wouldn't mind. I've got to do this in order to know what you want from me. I'd like to know what you're interested in. So there's a question there. I'd like to know where you live, which country you're in, and I'd like to know your email so that I can know that you are a real person, not a spammer. And yes, I'd like to know whatever you desire, I can help you if you let me know. So go there, fill in those boxes, and give me feedback. Give me testimonials, give me critiques. I don't mind. Anything is good as long as I know what you're getting out of these shows and what more you would like to get from me in the future. As a result of the things that you tell me, I will do webinars around these shows. I will do tele-seminars around these shows. So if you like audio, let me know. If you want video, let me know. Whatever you need, I'm working on providing it for you. And also on Samaris Education Center, and you'll find a link on Samaris Center, because Samaris Center is all about my services to you, books, CDs, and products you might like to get to wear that protect you, because I wear all these things myself, by the way. I don't put anything up just for the sake of it. And then once you've seen that and you've learned whatever there is to see there, read my blogs and so on, then we're going to roll over from the show into Samaris Education Center where we are going to teach you one hour webinars or teddy seminars for only $20. Now I know if you're in the third world country that might seem a lot. In the western world that's nothing. It's the price of a drink in, in uh, Starbucks or something with a cake. Okay. I know it sounds a lot, but it really isn't. In that one hour, I am going to take whatever subject I've chosen from the show and then talk about it in a way that I'm teaching you. We can do exercises, you can do writing exercises, you can do hypnosis, you can do meditation, you're going to do whatever I feel I can do to help you expand your consciousness and think about yourself as going along the ladder of success, of using your faith, your power of your spiritual essence to move you along 
to be involved with all the energies that are occurring around the world. Now your choice on whatever it is you want to do could be in the paranormal, the sciences, the arts, music, drama, this kind of thing, to painting, drawing. Arts covers a lot, including also crafts. Or you could go back to school and learn mechanical stuff or engineering. There is so much out there that you can take advantage of to study and get yourself along the line towards success to manifest whatever it is you want to have. Because you see, in the coding of the DNA that is God, that is in you, you have the memory of all that ever was, is, and will be created. And so if you meditate, if you relax, if you learn to follow your faith, your intuition, your instinct, then you're going to be able to manifest success. If you go to Samaris Education Center, you're going to find a course that's already up on learning how to use your psychic ability, what it is, how to use it. It's a course, it's a 10-week module, it's easy to do, there is a little questions and exercise things to do as well, but by the end of it, you'll have a certificate, and that will take you one step further along your ladder of success, because if you have your psychic sense working with you, along with the faith that you believe in yourself because God is within you to achieve your goals, then it can only go one way, up and manifesting what you want. I was born in 1942 in a time when the world was at war and there was nothing. I was subjected to, uh, to being bombed every night for a very long time, which stayed with me, so I still jump when I hear loud noises. Hard to delete baby ideas, because there was no words. Yeah, we all have things that happened to us when we were babies, okay? But just like me, you have to say, it was then, it's not now. So who are you now? I certainly am not the baby I was born to be. I am certainly not the wife that I was in my two marriages. I'm different. I've evolved. I've changed. I've become so much more. When I was a young child, it was easy to just do the healing. Now today, I'm known as the master teacher of psychics and healers. Some people play with that and call me master teacher of healers and mediums. I don't mind what you call me, but what I do mind is that you learn from me. So I hope that you've enjoyed this show, thinking about your own faith. But let me end it by talking about religions. And of course, you can write to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com, or you can go to sumaricenter.com and uh, see all the things that we offer there in terms of packages to help you overcome really ill situations to simple things like just reading my blogs or horoscope. It's all there. Just go there, have a look, sign up, put all your info in, let me know who you are and what you want to study, and then I promise I'll make it happen. Okay? So coming back to religions, I want you to know 
that even though I'm a, an ordained minister, I embrace every religion around the world. And I think my last message to you must be this, that no matter what your religion is, there is a basic theme that runs through all of them, and that is to honor and respect yourself, to love and honor and respect your parents and family, to not kill, no matter what your scenario is, unless, of course, it's to protection, to not be greedy and take other people's things, but rather learn to share and honor respect the skills of those whom you know who attend prayer with you. To love, guard, and guide all that you know so that you can pass it on from generation to generation. And in the process of doing that, leave the world you, a person full of light and love, who has walked the pathway of struggle, of trials and tribulations, but who is one who can say at the end of your life, I did well through my religion, my philosophy, my work, my lifestyle, my sharing, my loving, my friends, family, and even enemies. I have come to say and know and understand that all is perfect as it is, for in its own way, I had a ripple effect, so others have had a ripple effect, and together we have brought change into the world as we know it. Be grateful you are a part of that change. Try to find the most honorable and loving way to share yourself. I say clearly, put down your knives, Put down your guns, find a round table, and talk. For this is the birth of the age of Aquarius. This is the birth of the second spiritual age. Be a pioneer for it. Add to it. Leave your kids something good. On this note, I say to you, enjoy, and I love to hear back feedback from you please share this around the world because there are so many people who are unhappy now we want them to have faith in themselves and to believe in their skills and abilities to improve their life standards their countries and to work on world peace bless you all